There were, however, a few problems that he was unable to address until they became immediate and unavoidable. I don't wish to be the gooseberry who spoils the party, said Horst, but Miss Serenia here is, by and large, a huge spider. I'm not sure they'll let you on a train looking like that, ma'am. Won't they? Serenia was miffed at such impoliteness. Well, that's prejudiced and barbaric of them. She pouted and shook her head in a sharp little motion. Does this mean I shall have to pass for human? I fear so, said Cabal with uncharacteristic sympathy. Oh, how utterly loathsome, she said, and adopted an expression of great concentration. In juddering degrees, she leaned back so that the tip of the great abdomen touched the stone floor and the legs on her right side drew together, as did the legs on her left. There was no gradual metamorphosis, nor even an instantaneous change, but rather the disquieting air of two figures being there, one far more substantial than the other, formerly the spiderish in the ascendant, and then latterly the human, although even that pivotal moment was impossible to judge or even to perceive. Presently, Miss Serenia was a fashionably dressed young lady with a small bustle where once she had sported a vast abdomen, a parasol, a hat, and even her hair had lost its gamine effect in favour of red ringlets that tumbled alongside the winsome face of the supernatural serial killer. That's how I wear my hair, said Leone Barrow. I know, darling. The devil was unabashed. It's pretty. Seeing no satisfaction imminent in that quarter, Leone instead appealed to Gabal, who shrugged and said, It's pretty. So the matter was settled. The first two points of interest are in Abyssinia and Constantinople. Does anyone have any particular preferences? Well, obviously Horse and Leone shall go to Constantinople. Zerenia said it as a matter of indisputable fact. Why? said Leone, disputing it. Zerenia regarded her as if addressing somebody at a cocktail party who has just been introduced as the village idiot. Because Abyssinia is frightfully hot and sunny and so forth, and you're all pale and interesting. You'll fry like a sinner, and furthermore it will bleach that lovely straw colour out of your hair. It cannot be permitted. Leone looked askance at Zerenia. You're pale too, she pointed out. A redhead. And, important point here that bears remembering, a devil. Not human in any sense that would delight the heart of a doctor. Denison of hell and all that? Everything is a warm afternoon to me, from pole to equator. Horse considered this. Doesn't that get boring? No. A thought occurred to Zerenia and she partially lifted her skirt to show her ankles. She regarded them with dissatisfaction. I am sure that you are all thoroughly delighted to be bipedal, but really, you don't know what you are missing out on. So wobbly. She dropped the hem and looked around. 
So the scorching plains of Abyssinia for Johannes and me, and the louche pleasures of Constantinople for handsome Horst and lovely Leone then. And so that matter was settled too. It is further traditional to explain, in great detail, every footling detail of the trip from here to there. Why this should be is a mystery. One suspects it has something to do with contractual obligations with regard to the number of pages for such stories. Given that it is a novel that you are currently reading and not, for example, a travelogue or a hideously inaccurate biography of Sir Richard Burton, we shall therefore dispense with the travelling beyond the following few points. It took Johannes Cabal and Zerenia six days to reach a small township in the northern reaches of the country. The trip was wholly uneventful.